as Doug referenced, um, thank you for not letting what's going on around us keep you from worshiping today. Um, it's very important. So, um, Doug mentioned, Melissa and I, uh, we serve as work and witness coordinators for Grace Community Church in Spring Hill. And work and witness is basically just a term for mission trips. We typically do mission trips every year. Most are international. We've done some domestic. Um, and last year, we took a, uh, a team to Rwanda. Uh, in fact, this time exactly a year ago, we were in Rwanda, um, which, by the way, it was about, I think, about 80 degrees, I think, something like that, so <clears throat> a little different. Um, but we had the, um, the incredible pleasure of getting to know Simone Pierre uh, and Caritas and um, to hear their story, which you'll hear shortly, uh, about the Rwandan genocide as well as to witness firsthand what they're doing today uh, within their community and especially for, for children. Um, so just in a moment, we have a video that we wanna show you. It's a highlight video uh, of our trip. So it will give you just a little glimpse of what we experienced. Um, also has a beautiful song along with it that our worship pastor wrote. And I think that'll give you again, a sense of how he felt when he returned uh, about the trip as well. But before we do that, Melissa's gonna read uh, today's scripture and then introduce our guests. This will be the scripture for today, for um, the message. It's found in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 13 through 18. But now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far away have been brought near through the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace, who has made the two one, and has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility by abolishing in his flesh the law with its commandments and regulations. His purpose was to create in himself one new man out of the two, thus making peace, and in this one body to reconcile both of them to God through the cross, by which he put to death their hostility. He came and preached peace to you who were far away and peace to those who were near. For through him, we both have access to the Father by one spirit. The word of the Lord. I have the great privilege of introducing our dear, dear friends. They're gonna come up after the video is played. Um, and just for a little bit of Rwandan culture and trivia, I will be introducing them by the way they're greeted in their culture. So one thing, one of the many, many things that we learned while we were there is that you do not greet parents, adult parents, by their first names. Um, this is kind of a, a fun thing that Mama Caritas taught us. So in their culture, they gre are greeted Mama and Papa Tashik. Tashik is the name of their firstborn. So those of us who are privileged to be parents would be greeted Mama, Papa, and the name of their, your firstborn child. So if you hear us calling them Mama and Papa, that is why. <laughs> so we're gonna watch this video and then Mama and Papa Tashik are gonna come and share the message. Hello. 
Hello. Hello. Greetings from Rwanda, country of thousand hills, sometimes thousand problems, <laughs> but also thousand solutions because we have a God. Uh, I will want to slide my slide. That is our family. In African context, that is small size of family. Yeah, because some of our, my pastors has 15 kids. Um, from the scripture, Melissa read for us, if you won't understand what Jesus has done for your relationship with God and your relationship with uh, your neighbor, please read that scripture. You can repeat it how many times you want, but I'm sure you will understand what Jesus has done for you. And um, in this scripture, there is two big situations, conflict and the reconciliation. Each conflict has cause, has reason. And uh, in this context, the reason of the conflict was religion, interesting. She will come back. <laughs> she will be back and tell you something. What is interesting is that how people who can, be, can fight from the religion cause. But division is division. Conflict is conflict. In this scripture, it shows that between two groups who has conflict, there is a devised war. And uh, in our generation, in previous years, we can, have, we can have some examples. For example, war of Berlin in Germany. Or Germanese but they decide to build a wall of division. Have two groups, or Germanese, but they cannot meet. They cannot greet each other. They cannot visit each other. There is other example in UK, Ireland of North, North Ireland, Belfast. In town, there is big black wall, devised Catholics, and Protestants, all Christians, they killed each other. They hate each other. This is what Paul is trying 
to explain. We see Jewish and Gentiles represented by Ephesians. One time it was devised. And for Gentiles was living without any hope. Far away. Because they can't meet Jews who believe in God of Abraham, Jacob, Isaac. Even though these people, Jews, believe in through God, this scripture showed how much they was far from God. It's the only Jesus who brought the gentries and brought Jewish also and put together to the Father. When we talk about division, Rwanda is good or bad example. Around 19 years is when colonialists from Europe, Belgians, came to Rwanda. But they came with division ideology. Teach people how much they are different. Put them in ethnic groups and create the ID with the ethnics mentioned in the ID. You are Hutu, you are Tutsi, you are Twa. And all of them speak the same language, they have the same culture, they live in this tiny, tiny country, they share everything. It was on the same time, first missionaries came and introduced Christianity in Rwanda. But the problem is that these missionaries and the message of Christianity was corrupted by this division message from colonialists. It seems somehow they was good partners. The result was this. All Rwandese, most of them intoxicated by division ideology and all Rwandese, 85% become Christian. But these people who are Christian on the same time intoxicated by ideology of division, it seems was Christian by name. It will be danger if today we have people who are Christians by name. If you come to church, come to church because you are seeking for God. Come to church because you are seeking for transformation. Don't come to church because Pastor Duke will ask you why you don't come to church today. <laughs> don't be baptized for fun. 
it's easy to go to swimming pool. If you come to church without seeking for transformation, your community will suffer. 85% of Rwandese Christians, but when the former president were killed in aircraft, Hutu extremists decide to kill all Tutsis in less than 100 days million Tutsis were killed people thought if we go to hide in a church we will be safe but thousands and thousands of people who went to church were massacred let's see next slide Next. <laughs> this is a small church in Rwanda. This church named Ndarama, Tarama Church. In this small church, 5,000 people were killed. One group come, they kill. Next group come, they kill. Even in the church. Today, you have many churches, Catholic churches, who are now genocide memorials. See, next slide. Now, today, many churches are sanctuary of death. That is the result having Christians by name. If 85% of people was Christian, who kills one million of people? Probably some Christians. Was not easy period. Hundred days of darkness. No hope in our family. That time we had uh, one child, 14 months old. And uh, I was identified as a Hutu, but from Congo. She was identified as Tutsi. And that put our family in danger, and she was on the list to be killed. Within nine days, we had 12 attacks. Let me tell you a few of them, and she will tell you the last one. One day, during a day, we are just at home. A group of militians come and went to our neighbor, who was a, a nurse at the hospital. He was sitting in front of his house. They came with machete. They killed him on our looking them. We were seeing them. And they jumped the fence coming to our house. But I don't know where comes the angel, other women in the, just the hill. She called the militians. She said, don't make a mistake. Don't make a mistake. Don't kill that lady. She is Hutu. Then they said, oh, okay. 
he went. That was the first chance. And an officer, government officer, who was the assistant of the mayor, he was a cousin to her. And he thought that she was in a danger. He sent a policeman to watch our house. But when he was there, he got much menace, and he was intimidated. Then, as a result, he decided to kill himself, front to our house. That's the way to say, I cannot save you. I don't have anything to do. I kill myself. And the other day, a man walk, coming to our house with a machete, looking to kill her. But he was lucky because our pastor, Nazarene pastor, who used to be reservist army, and the community gave him a gun to watch the community. He came visit us, and this militia, when he came, he saw our pastor with a gun at our house. He ran. He went back. And the, they ate. One army, an officer, who was a militian, he came to my house because I went to watch other neighbor who lost their parent, they was killed, and the children was under menace. I tried to help them, but that army came to my house because he saw when I went to other neighbor, and he came in my house, he said, okay, madam, you have two choices. You accept I rape you or I kill you. Then she said, oh, sex is no problem. Let me do arrangement. Then he thought she's going to prepare bed, but she escaped from the back door, and she went in the other prompt. Then, when I came back, no wife, no child, and that army went, because he wait for longer, then I was calling, Caritas, where are you, Caritas? I thought she was die. But the watchman in the plot for Chinese, he calls me and says, Mopia, don't worry, your wife is here. She's hiding. Then the next day is what she's going to tell you. My English is not good. He will, he will translate to me. Le lendemain, un ami de mon de nos victoires est passé. Mon mari a lui demandé de m'évacuer, moi et notre bébé, avec sa camionnette de travail. That is French. The next day, my husband asked one of our friends, Victor, to evacuate me and my child to other location with uh, his truck. En cours de route, la camionnette est arrêtée car quelqu'un avait signalé en avance qu'il y a une camionnette transportant une femme Tutsi. But on, but on our way, the truck were stopped because someone informed the militia that there is a truck taking a Tutsi woman. 
On avait déjà creusé la tombe et prête à tuer cette dame devant vous. They were already prepared the grave to bury this young woman in front of you. Pendant la génocide, il était préférable d'être tué par fusillade car c'était rapide, mais il fallait payer le cartouche. Sinon, on te tue par machette ou marteau pour souffrir pendant deux heures ou jours suivants de mourir. Uh, during that time, it was preferable to be killed by gun, but if you need bullet, you pay it. Otherwise, they will kill you by hammer or machete, what will take you hours or days before you die. Un chef criminel Zarias m'a demandé si j'avais de l'argent pour payer la, la fusillade. J'ai dit non. One chief of militians, Zarias, his name, asked me if I have money to pay bullet, and I say don't have. Il m'a proposé de prendre le marteau et tuer notre fils de 14 mois, afin que je gagne un cartouche. À ce moment, de choix terribles, je n'avais pas le choix que de mourir. À ce moment, il proposé une solution. Il m'a donné un hammer et m'a demandé de tuer mon propre fils, 14 ans, par un hammer. Then I can get a bullet. But I didn't have a choice on that. Par la grâce de Dieu, Victor a amené des négociations et a payé beaucoup d'argent pour ma libération. By God's grace, Victor, the driver, keeps negotiating and he paid much money to them. At the end, they accept to make me free. Nous sommes allés rester cachés chez mon père jusqu'au jour nous, a, nous allons au Zahir. And uh, we went, hide to my father's location until Simon Pierre came pick us to take us to Congo, Zahir. Pendant et après génocide, j'étais traumatisé. During and after genocide, I was traumatized. Je n'avais confiance à personne sauf Simon Pierre. Je croyais toute autre personne était criminelle. I do not have any trust to anyone except Simon Pierre because I thought everyone was criminal. La nuit comme la journée, j'étais dans le noir. Day and night, I was in the dark. Parfois, j'ai demandé à Dieu de recevoir mon âme car je voyais aucun autre moyen que de mourir. Sometimes I ask God to take my soul because only things I saw in my front was death. Ma souffrance continuait même après le génocide. I kept suffering even after genocide. Dieu m'avait appris qu'il est toujours aux côtés de moi. But God have teached me that he was on my side. Ce qui m'avait offensé ne souffrait de rien. Il était terrible, mais moi, je souffrais continuellement. People who have offended me was free, but I, for me, on my side, I was keeping suffering. Dans ma souffrance, 
j'ai demandé à Dieu d'offrir un remède. In my suffering, I ask God to find a solution, a remedy. À ce point, je ne, je ne savais quoi faire. I don't know what to do. Le médicament divin est le pardon. But the medicine from God was forgiveness. Le pardon n'est pas seulement un remède, mais aussi une prévention pour l'avenir. Forgiveness is not only the remedy, but also the prevention for your future. Celui qui pardonne sera aussi pardonné. Whoever forgive will also be forgiven. En pardonnant, vous vous déchargez d'un fardeau. When you forgive someone, you take away from you the luggage. N'attendez pas quelqu'un qui vous offense vienne vous demander pardon. Don't wait for someone who offended you to come ask for forgiveness. Si vous l'attendez et qu'il ne vient pas demander le pardon, vous allez continuer à souffrir. Maybe this person will not come ask forgiveness, but you, you will keep suffering. Après avoir pardonné, j'ai senti la peine dans mon cœur et j'ai expérimenté la confiance aux autres. Ma relation avec Dieu et les autres s'est développée. After I decided to forgive, I got peace in my life and my relationship with God and other people well developed. J'ai senti l'amour sans considération. I feel uh, unconditional love. Le pardon précède la repentance, mais aussi le pardon est une porte de la repentance. Forgiveness comes before repentance, but also forgiveness is the door for repentance. La Bible dit, Dieu a manifesté son amour envers nous lorsque nous étions encore pécheurs. Romains 5, 8. The Bible said, God has manifested his love uh, when he was sinner. And that is in Romans chapter 5, verse 8. Ainsi par la croix, il a éliminé la haine qui nous divisait les uns des autres. Ephésiens 2, 14. And through his cross, he was, he eliminated the hatred between one to other. Après avoir pardonné un des criminels Arias, il est lui-même confessé dans la justice communautaire. Uh, after I forgive, I forgive Zarias, himself went to the community to confess. Aujourd'hui, il est un de nos amis. And today, he's one of our friends. Go on the next slide. Thank you. That is Zarias. He's hugging with her. That's the one who prepared the grave and give the hammer. I remember one day 
just after genocide in Rwanda was no justice. Even the government was in confusion. That was like four years of confusion and injustice. If you report someone like that to the police, he will be killed. And then I asked her, do you see this man? And she said, let us give him a chance. Maybe one day, he's Muslim, he can be Christian, he can know Jesus. And today, one of his kids are in our program. He visits us and we visit him. Who can make that possible? Only Jesus. That is the cross. That is what has done through the cross. During genocide, United Nations Army was in Rwanda. But they abandoned people when they were killed. Church in general was silent. I don't want to make this in general like uh, everyone, every Christian was bad, but I say in general, they will, there was some exceptions. I remember when he was running, going to Congo. We was just close to the border in Giseni town. When the United Nations left the country, I saw one man who was missionary from Church of the Nazarene. His name is Heritage. He crossed the border from Congo, coming to Rwanda in danger. And with the message of hope, he told us, I want to tell you, there is Nazarene around the world who are praying for you. And we are waiting on the other side. If you decide to come to Congo, we will help you. We went to Congo for two years, and we will survive from Nazarene support. Probably, he was part on that. God bless you. Because Church of the Nazarene is big family. And church in Rwanda, Church of the Nazarene was tiny. Was a, that time was a small. But after genocide, 13% of population was affected by HIV. Eight. 850,000 orphans and street children. Go to next slide. Next. In general, how was look like children? Everywhere. Church has to change mind and catch up what is the mission of the church. In this scripture, Jesus is represented in three aspects. Jesus Himself is peace. Verse 14. 
Number two, Jesus, he is peacemaker. Verse 15. Number three, Jesus, he is a preacher of peace. Verse 17. And we are his disciples. Christ, Christ-like disciples. We have to be peace. We have to be peacemakers. We have to be preachers of peace. Hallelujah. Church has to contribute to rebuild the country. But especially promote peace and reconciliation. In that one, he was involved. Even our missionaries, that was the key message. Because that time, division was everywhere. Even in the church, if you are Hutu pastor, you will have only Hutu members. If you are Tutsi pastor, you have only Tutsi members. But we worked hard to make people come together. And today, if you come to Rwanda, you will not recognize that they, that happened. They was there. Everyone are happy. People are together. People go to church together. People go to school together. There is peace. And the government aspect, what they did was to destroy the idea with ethnics and promote unity. That was a miracle. And we praise God for that. But still, this problem of widows and orphans, church has to take responsibility. And me and Caritas and our kids, we have decided to be focused in children ministry. Find children in the street, talk to them, know what is their need, know, know their problems, do the family integration and school integration. Next slide. When we start to help children, our church becomes like refugee camp. And some of people in my church, some members left the church. They say, you won't kill this church. What are you going to do with these children? You don't have money. But I told to them, I have Jesus. He will provide. And the 2009, I was invited to speak to college church at Media America Church, Media America University. And that day, they gave offering and that money was enough to pay school supplies, school fees, school uniforms to take 814 kids at school. Next slide. Next, that was feeding. That is the feeding program, but next, that is the children front to my church. And next, all these kids got hope within the church. Today, some of them 
642 are graduated from high school, wow. 10 from university, 467 from vocation school, and you keep. Next slide. That is our vocation education sailing program. Next, mechanical. Next slide. Then, these families who accept to, uh, to receive these children, they are poor. We have a program to help them, give them some goats, cows. Next slide. We gave just one, but now she has four. In our country, she's now in a class of rich people. <laughs> Next slide. When we started, many children was dying from malaria, from other kind of disease, diarrhea, because of the condition to spend night in the street. And the idea came to start a small clinic. Then we can provide health care. Next slide, you can see when we start, we decide to take one classroom and set the clinic. It's funny how it was. Next slide, you see when the team of medical team came to Rwanda, the bed for consultation was a bunch, as you can see. But anything, when you put Jesus ahead, things will work. Next slide, you can see how each year the clinic well developed. That was the next year. Next slide, some change. Next slide, some change. Next slide, some change. That, that one, her name is Jolie. She was uh, among our children in our program. She got a disease on her feet, and we took her to the hospital, and the doctor decided to cut all her legs. But now she, she survived. We got a bike for her. She can, she can fight for life. We, we start by wooden beds. Now we have electric beds. Next slide. This man came. His name is Dr. David Lared. He came as a volunteer after he survived from cancer. He spent two months working at our clinic. When he went back to US, Washington, he got different cancer. And he was not Christian. Someone invited me to come to US and see him in a Seattle hospital. And he asked me if I can try to convince him to be Christian, to receive Jesus. What I did was to pray with him, and he accepted Jesus. And after three days, he announced that he was ready to go see the Lord. And after seven days, he passed. But before he passed, he wrote a paper that any money left behind will come and build the maternity wing at our clinic. Next slide, you can see. The clinic today 
grow. That is the hands of God. We have many, many different services. And now the clinic is hope for the community. Next slide. Who can do that? Only God. Today now is polyclinic. The Minister of Health just signed a paper, said these have to be a polyclinic. Just a little bit, uh, one step to be hospital. And we are hoping to have x-ray and other top services to make sure it can be solution for the community. What I want to say is this. Jesus has done much for me and for you. He makes able for me and you to have relationship with God. But also, day by day, he makes things be possible to have a good relationship with other people, to forgive people who offended us, to bring reconciliation and restoration. But also, he is the provider. Whatever challenge you are facing, Jesus is the solution. God bless you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, thank you. Um, hey, you guys can be seated for just a second. Um, thank you, Mama and Papa. Something about uh, being in the presence of greatness. God is such a big God and doing great things. I mean, you think about what, what God has done uh, through the faithfulness of those who endured things that we can't even, can't even imagine, you know. And uh, I, I remember uh, hearing the, the, the government turned then to the church, right, to deal with how do we process through this idea of forgiveness. Uh, we, we should know. <laughs> we should know. Uh, those who have been forgiven of much need to forgive of much. And so thank you for sharing uh, just a, a piece of your story. And um, we're, we're honored to have you, and we're thankful for what you're doing. We're thankful for uh, the little bit of support we can give, and we want to do that. They um, have lots of need. Um, God's done great things, but there's still lots of need. They, uh, they, they, uh, Pastor Simone is also a district superintendent. There's a hundred or so Nazarene churches in Rwanda, and he provides oversight for a number of those churches. 
Um, they have the clinic, they have the orphanage, they have the school. Both of them pastor churches uh, independently, and so there's multiple churches and lots of needs. They have a medical laboratory uh, that they're, they're tr- there are some needs there. There's computer needs, all kinds of needs that take finances. And so we want to encourage you. What we're going to do as we leave today is we're going to kind of do a combined offering here. Uh, we want to encourage you to take, thank you, thank you, Mama. People are used to me doing this. Somebody, somebody came up to me earlier and said, I might cry today. And I said, hey, welcome to the club. <laughs> uh, you know, if, you're, if, you're, if your eyes leak, your head won't swell, right? So uh, anyway, what we're going to do today is we're going to, the band's going to send us out. We're going to sing together. Uh, we want to go. We, we entered in uh, with an attitude, spirit of worship. We want to leave with an attitude, a spirit of worship Um, But we're going to invite you back on the tables. There are some buckets there. And so we're going to do kind of a combined offering. We want to, you know, continue to receive our regular tithes and offerings. We're going to ask you to give above and beyond that generously. Uh, And you can mark any gifts that you have as special offering. You can do that through your app. There's a place where you can do a special offering. We'll make sure 100% of those funds uh, go to our dear brother and sister and the ministry that they have there. And we want to support them and the cause uh, that they have there and the way that God is using theirs. We encourage you, be generous. Uh, We want to send them off. We know that we're a smaller crowd today, so our online crowd help us. Uh, You can do that again through your app. And uh, we will go ahead and make sure that they receive all of that. And we want to support their ministry. So I'm going to pray for us. I'm going to invite you to stand. And I'm going to pray. We'll sing. And then, uh, and then we'll, we'll go. Father, we thank you. Uh, we've been in your presence today. As we have heard how you are at work uh, around the world. And particularly how you took in the midst of unimaginable, uh, horrific situation, and we, we use that word probably way too more frequently than we ought to, but this was truly a horrific season in the history of Rwanda, and how you have taken that, and you have used it for your good, and you are using people like uh, Simone and Caritas to be uh, living examples of what it looks like to just be like Jesus. We thank you for that. We pray that you'd help us to live in that way as well. We pray your blessing upon them and their ministry. We pray, Father, that, again, you would would be with us. Help us to be that kind of people. We love you, and we thank you. And it's in that name that Simone has been talking about all morning. Only Jesus. Only Jesus. We thank you, Jesus, in your name. Amen.